You are listening to the Praise FM podcast with Pastor Randy Caswell, Joshua DeNoyer, and Dave Davenport. We would like to invite you to embark with us on a journey, a journey of biblical study. Through practical application of the Word of God, it is our prayer that you grow in a greater relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, today's program. That's wonderful. He, uh, back in 2016, when I was... Uh, it was actually, yes, yeah. It was 2014. I was uh, extremely suicidal. I was struggling with depression. I mean, deep, deep depression. Um, and that was where, that was at the point, at that bottom, that Christ took hold of me. And as I began to grow in this, <clears throat> my oldest daughter, who at the time lived in Denver, um, her we talked almost we talked every day. She had a front row seat of the process of regeneration. She saw a man go from being spiritually dead to being resurrected in the spirit, and still marvels at it today. She mocks it quite a bit, but she still marvels at it. But, you know, and she told me, she says, Dad, you told me that religion and God was for the feeble-minded. I mean, I told her that many times, you know. (laughs) And I remember it struck me. I said, well, I guess I'm feeble-minded. Because I, and I realized, you know, all my best plans, where'd they get me? All my, all my studying the Bible, all my pursuing, all my trying to trip Christians up and everything else, what'd it get me? It brought me to the place, brought me to the brink of suicide. It brought me to deep, deep depression constantly, you know, and I realized, wow, I'm a very feeble-minded and I'm not very, I'm not as wise as I thought. And within a couple of weeks, this verse was revealed to me. It's uh, it's 1 Corinthians 3, starting in verse 18. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you thinks that he is wise in this age, he must become foolish so that he may become wise. For the wisdom of the world is foolishness before God. For it is written, he is the one who catches their wise catches the wise in their craftiness and again the lord knows the reasonings of the wise that they are useless so hey dave i don't want to interrupt you i just want to say amen to that amen <laughs> keep on going now <laughs> yeah, yeah so then let no one boast in men for all things belong to you whether paul or apollos or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death. Things present, or things to come, all things belong to you, and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. But you know, that scripture was me. I mean, God caught me. He is the one who catches the wise in their craftiness. It didn't matter how 
smart I thought I was, didn't matter how brilliant I thought I was, I was caught in I was caught in my own craftiness. It snared me. It delivered me to suicide. It delivered me to depression. It delivered me to total unsatisfaction. Because you know what I found is true satisfaction only comes in Jesus Christ. Nothing else. Nothing that Jesus gives me, nothing gives me true satisfaction but Jesus Christ himself. And you know, one of the things that um, you're, you're, what you say there is, is right on. And I, I, I continually tell people, I minister to a lot of people. I've been doing daily devotionals and in the comments during that. And after that, I am able to minister to people and it comes down to, to this one reality. And Dave, you hit right on it. Uh, the only thing that's ever going to change anything in your life, anything, anybody's life is Jesus Christ. That's it. You know, we go through our life and we, and you know, and I'm not saying anything against doctors or psychologists or whatever, but people so many times go and seek after the wisdom of the world for the things that trouble them, whatever that might be. And so many times God, God's the answer. Every time, not just so many times, every time Jesus is the answer. And I know I was ministering to a gentleman just just yesterday about uh, his his relationships and how his relationships are are uh, an issue for him. And and I just simply told him, if you want your relationships to be better, turn to Jesus. If you want your relationships to 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 grow in 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 value, so to speak. But to get better, uh, turn to Jesus. He's the one with the answers. He's the I one think, that um, has. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. So go ahead, Josh. What you were saying? I but, didn't want to interrupt. But 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 Jesus is the only answer we have. This this book right here that we're looking at and we're referencing to you today in this podcast and this video, the Bible. It is a it is a living word, and all the answers we'll ever need and you will ever need is right in this book. Is right here. In this book, so, nowhere else will you find it. So it's when you turn right to here. Jesus, when you turn to Jesus, what does that look like? What do you when I, him? I mean, because you know, I heard that my whole life, and I looked well, for it, and I never found the power. I couldn't find it, and that's why, that's why I became bitter. That's why I hated. You know, I didn't believe there was a God because all I ever heard was turn to Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Well, well see, I mean, I, I, I looked seriously, and I never found it. I couldn't find it. Well, see, the one of the things that one of the things that, you know, and, and, and a lot of times that's that's used a lot. Turn to Jesus, go to Jesus. And it's true. You have to. But the person on the other end, such as you or the person I was ministering to, those people have to be ready to receive that and be ready to turn that way. If, if, if you're not ready, if you're not if you're not um, if you're still looking at the world's wisdom, you're you're not going to see you're the forest for the trees when it comes to Jesus. You're not going to see Jesus. You're going to you're going to well turn to Jesus. Well, where's Jesus? I'm doing this. I'm going through all this. Where's Jesus in all of this? That's not what we're after. And we're after just a total surrender. And then Jesus has to bring us to a point. This is what I want to bring out in this. Jesus has to bring us to a point of surrender. And if we're not willing to be at that point of surrender. Well, we're not going to be ready until that happens. And, and, and I think a lot of people, especially in the day and age we're living right now, 2020, for example, anything that's going on right now, 
people need to be brought to a point of surrender and have to be then guided to the right place, which so is how, Jesus how do you Christ bring me, word. How do you bring This is the unregenerate Dave you're talking to okay. right now. So how do you bring me to the point of surrender? Because how do, I don't see you being any happier than I am. You struggle with the same things I struggle with. So I sure what do. do you, what do you have that I don't have? I have I mean, a that piece. That's what I would throw these people. Right. These and, people. and so what I would say to, to someone like that is, well, I have a piece of God that when I'm going through something, I know where I can go with my with my pains, my my uh, my emotional stress, my my physical stress, my whatever the case. And, and it's hard to describe that to someone. It's really hard to describe the, 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 the feeling that you have when you come to Jesus. It's, it's literally just to know that you know that you know that you know that Jesus is walking with you. You can't go to someone and say, well, this is what you need to look for. These are the symptoms or these are, or this is what you need to point at. It's just an inward dwelling and inward understanding that Jesus Christ is with you. And, and you can't describe that. You, you really honestly cannot. Okay. But I, now, so tell me, tell me how, how do I get there? I mean, you're telling me that you have this peace. I've been searching for it for 45 years. And I want this piece, but you know, I mean, I've sincerely searched for it. I really want it. How did you get there? You ask God for it. The I've Bible asked says. I, I've asked him day after day after day. Okay. I have sit there and asked him and, you know, and I've told him, God, I mean, I finally came to the point where I told him, God, if you're real, strike me dead. Show me that you're there because I don't think you're there. I'm really, I'm really struggling with you, God. So what do I do? And see that that then becomes then that becomes a heart issue, a heart issue. What is what is our attitudes toward God at that moment? What is your attitude toward God at that moment? What is your what is your you know, if if we have an attitude of God in that moment, like that toward God in the moment, God's not gonna honor that. We have to come before God with a surrendered heart. And and I personally cannot so bring what I, you. So there. what I have to do to surrender? I mean, that's my question. I mean, that's this is I mean these are the questions I needed. Dave, I needed answers. Dave knows the answer now. You know the answer now. He's right, Josh. Right, right. Josh, I've been I, laughing and smiling. You've probably been seeing me on the video. Welcome to Arby's Talk. This is well, the Arby's Talk that we're talking about. Well, Dave and I talking about the Arby's Talk. This is the Arby's Talk. And uh, and actually, we go deeper. And, and go ahead. I'm going to let you answer this, but I'm going to break in in just a second because I, I have an answer that I want to share with why I think is. And, and so, Josh, go ahead. Don't well, do it. <laughs> well, with our with our with our attitudes, you know, we we have to have the right attitude with God before we can even come to the place of surrender. If we have an attitude with God that is, God, if you you need to strike me dead to show God, God is not. Do not tempt God. The Bible says, do not. God will not be tempted. So so we have to then come to a place where we are at the bottom. For me personally, I'll I'll just give you an example how I came to the Lord. Okay. I was kind of like you. I had an idea that God was there, but I never experienced God. And I wanted to know, I wanted to know if God was there. And I had an attitude like that. Well, God, if you're, if you're there, then prove it, prove it, you know, but I had to come to a place where I had to hit rock stinking bottom. I mean, I was, I was probably a hundred feet below the rock. That's how bottom I was. And in that moment, when I said, God, I need you, my heart was different. 
my attitude was different. I felt like if, if, if God didn't answer, I was literally going to die, physically die. If, 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 if God didn't answer, I had, I had two choices. I either could, I could suffer in pain or I could commit suicide at one time in my life. And so I, so I was at that bottom. I said, God, if you're really real, you need to show me something. And it wasn't an attitude of God, you better show me. It was God. I'm at the end of my rope. God, I, I am at the place where I am. I'm either going to kill myself or I am going to suffer. So God, show me something, please. My heart was different. My attitude was different. And what happened then, God showed up. And I'll tell you what, that was the best hug I ever got in my life. I, it really felt like a hug from God. And it just lifted all of that off. But it came to that. Yeah, the attitude issue was my issue. And and that's what we have to look. That's what we, people have to understand. And what I'm trying to convey is that when we come to this place and, and, and people question questions like that, and, and they do, and I've had questions like that, you bear it down to a heart issue, an attitude issue. Something is blocking or something is, is stopping that heart to be surrendered, whether it be the attitude, whether it be the, 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 the um, intellect, something is stopping it. But, but for, for me, it came down to a place of I either had to give my life to God or kill myself because I was not going to suffer anymore. Okay. And so I called out to God and then God showed up and it was a whole attitude and a heart shift okay. in that moment. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to I, that was my experience. Okay. But mm -hmm. prior to that, um, so how do you know it was real? Because I mean, you know, I mean, I love the guy that comes to me and says to me, if you die tonight, will you go to heaven? And I always used to laugh at him. I say, are you kidding me? I'm going to hell. I'll be there with you. Mm -hmm. And they'd tell me, oh no, I'm not going to heaven. I mean, I'm not going to hell. I'd say, oh yeah, you are. You're going to hell. I'll be there with you. I'll see you there. And, and, and I'd say, how do you know you're going, how do you know you're going to heaven? And they'd tell me, well, I asked the Lord Jesus Christ into my heart. I'd say, show me that in the Bible, because I never, there's nowhere in the Bible. And uh, how do you know? How do you know that was real? How do you know that wasn't some figment of your imagination, some emotion that you brewed up or anything else? You know, because I had periods in my life where I didn't struggle as hard. You know, I, I have this, you know. Where, where I'd be okay for a while, and then all of a sudden I'd drop. Mm -hmm. and I'd slowly work back up. And I might go four years and not have any depression. And then all of a sudden I'd drop back down in it. And so I would, you know, and, that was, and, and I would ask him, so how do you know? How do you know this is real? And I, I can tell you, less than, a hand, less than five people ever have been able to answer that question for me. How I know it's real, and I know you know it's real now, and how you know it's real now, but how I know it's real for those that are listening that may have these same questions is in the moments of that particular time when God showed up when I was 18 years old. It's hard to describe. It's hard to describe because you feel this, this amazing um feeling of of um assurance and 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 as you surrender as, as i surrendered it just got and it's hard to describe you can't you can't say it felt like euphoria you can't say it felt like 
whatever. But but you just know that you know that you know that it was God. You know, the Bible says the spirit bears witness to his spirit. It, just, it was one of those things where it, his spirit just bared witness with my spirit. And and God showed up. And I know that I know that I know it, it is it is my okay, faith okay. that is okay, grown. Josh, tell me where that's at. I mean, tell you where the you, spirit you bears witness. Quote, what you, yeah, what you just quoted. There you go. I don't know where it's at right yeah. now off oh, okay. the top of my well, I'm head. Not trying, but, I'm not trying to. But, but that's, what I'm telling that's, actually, that's the answer, right? That's there. what I was looking at. I was <laughs> looking at. We uh, that's what I was Romans, looking at. Romans 5, I think it's Romans 5 or Romans, Romans 8, 8, 8, 8 where, it, where we're, we've been adopted as sons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By the Spirit's witness, we have been, we cry, Abba, Father. And mm -hmm. Josh, you, you, when you talked about it, you said, I felt like I was hugged. That I, mm -hmm. I felt like that was the hug of God. You know what that was? That was you were born again of the Holy Spirit wow. mm -hmm. and you were adopted in the Father's Amen. house. That's what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit was testified, witnessing to you. That's the deep theology of what was actually happening. You said, uh, you know, in the, what I'd say, you were saying I was hugged by the, I felt hugged by, you know, that was the best hug, hug I've ever had. You know what that was? Spirit mm -hmm. of God was abiding. Spirit yeah. of God was saying, you're a son of, of God and you were yeah. feeling Father's love on you. And it, mm -hmm. it's a I mean, powerful thing. And let me, read this. let me read this to you, starting in Romans 8, 14. And this is what I've looked for. Now, there's three or four different places I, I, I go to. But Romans 8, 14 says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have re received a spirit of adoption as sons, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs of Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him. So but that, but that's one of those things. But that's one of those things, like I was saying, when, when you have questions like that, you can't really describe that feeling to someone. Well, that, I know, but you see, know? that's the description right Right, there. right. Because right, but, his, but in there, hit, because you hit it, you hit it right. I mean, you you hit it squarely. I don't think you realize what you said. Yeah, you hit it right on the head. His spirit bears witness. If mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I, I I I'm always amazed at these people that struggle with their with their salvation. And I mean, I've heard so many crazy things, and it's like, you know, I just ask them, does the spirit bear witness in in Second Corinthians, um, thirteen six. It says, don't you know that the spirit that the spirit of God dwells in you unless you mm -hmm. fail the test, mm -hmm. you know, test yourself, you know, and, you know, that's I mean, to pass the test, you got to go through Romans 8, 14 to 8, 17. You mm -hmm. also got to go through uh, Galatians 4, 6, which, uh, you know, it, it, it's the same thing here because you are sons of God. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Mm -hmm. See, that brings, us, oh. that, that brings us in the verse number 18 of 118, where Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God Amen. for salvation mm -hmm. of everyone who Amen. believes, first for the Jews, then for the Gentiles. For at the gospel of righteousness of God revealed in the righteousness that is by faith, from first to last, just as written, the righteousness will live, the righteous will live by faith. Paul says here 
that our salvation is the power of God. And and that's what, uh, Josh, you experience the power of God. How did you experience it? By being born again of the Holy Spirit and knowing that you're a son and daughter of God. You knew there was a change in your life. Is that oh, right, yeah. brother? Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a change. You know, at that moment, I was 18 years old. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't view it as the born again experience because I hadn't been around that. I didn't understand what that was, but I knew that God was there. And it wasn't until I was 23 that I actually confessed my sins and went before God on the altar. But at the moment of 18 years old, I mean, all I knew, all I knew at that point was I felt relief and I felt release of wherever that was. Now I understand that at that point it was the born again experience, but but at the point of an 18-year-old teenager who was just seeking uh, relief from depression and anxiety and all these things, all I knew was God showed up and God relieved that. And at that point, uh, it was one of those things that I couldn't explain to anybody, except you know now I can. But even but even when we when we talk and and, and the questions that Dave was baiting me for there, <laughs> he he was baiting me for a little bit. Welcome uh, to Arby's. But, but <laughs> That's even, our Arby's talk right but there. Even buddy. If, but even if you say something like the spirit bears witness to some to to your spirit, someone could ask you, well, what does that feel like? And then mm-hmm. and then you're like, well, I don't know. I don't know how to describe the feeling. You well, just here, know the, that it's there. Here's what happens. You know, I, I, I have the same, pretty much the same story you you, you described there, okay? Mm-hmm. I came to, you know, Ecclesiastes is a wonderful, a wonderful book, you know, um, because it, it's just uh, all is vanity. And I came to understand that. It's Ecclesiastes, right? Yes. Yes, uh-huh. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, all of a sudden it hit me. I might be... But anyway, so, um, but all is vanity and, you know, nothing satisfied me. I could not find yeah. satisfaction in anything, you know, didn't matter mm-hmm. what I did. There was nothing, you mm-hmm. know, and I tell, and, and my testimony is that the bread of life, which comes from heaven, the manna from heaven, Jesus Christ came and gives me all satisfaction. You know, I can't mm-hmm. tell you, you know, I mean, people... Look at my life. You know, when, when Christ took hold of me, my life didn't change. Mm-hmm. The external circumstances. What changed was the inner man. I became Amen. strengthened by the power of the Spirit in the inner man so that Christ could dwell there. And the Greek mm-hmm. for that word dwell is to be at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he changed the inner man. He gave me a new heart and he put his spirit in me. And mm-hmm. that is what happened, you know, because I, I couldn't, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find satisfaction anywhere. Christ became my satisfaction. You know, I always say I came to God for the wrong reasons. I came to God looking to be normal, looking to be functional. You know, Christ became my satisfaction. You know, New Testament theology, we're priests, you know, God doesn't, God didn't give the Levites a portion of the land and he told him i'm your portion as a new testament believer god is my portion i got jesus christ i didn't get you know i didn't get wealth i didn't nothing changed my wife still left she still divorced it was gone she divorced me 
went through with the divorce. I lost my house. I lost all my retirement. I lost everything. I had problems with my had problems with my car. I mean, I struggled financially, but you know what? I never missed a meal. You can tell that. You know, he told me he would clothe me. He told me that he would provide for me, and he has always provided. And, but, you know, Christ is what is that is my inheritance. That's what we were just talking about. Amen. You know, back there, um, in what I just read in uh, uh, first first Corinthians, I had so many things from First Corinthians. First Corinthians three. You know, that's what it said. And let me let me just add this real quick. Let me turn back to that to that passage because I I think that really applies to what's going on today with the coronavirus. It says the Lord knows. Um, let me go. So, verse twenty one, three First Corinthians three twenty one. So then, let no one boast in men, for all things belong to you, whether Paul, or Apollos, or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or things present. Or things to come, all things belong to you, and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. Amen. If you remember that, I belong mm-hmm. to Christ. I have Christ now. I belong to Christ. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if I get sick. It doesn't matter if I suffer, because I belong to Christ, and He mm-hmm. is going to deliver me safely okay. into His kingdom. And Amen. You know, and and you know. Paul says, to die is to gain. To die is to gain. To live is Christ. You know? Mm-hmm. So Amen. right now, Christ is living through me. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. The mm-hmm. life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. And that's what's going on. If I die, if I go, if I can contract coronavirus and die today, he's delivered me safely to his kingdom. I'm with him. That is gain. I have gained what he promised me. Him. I'm with him. You know, that's that's something that I did. You know, people not 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 this coronavirus, but when but when people um, go through loss of someone in their family, their friend, whatever the case, and they're Christians. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I always try to encourage people and, and we, we, we go through loss. And I'm not discounting those feelings of loss. I mean, we have, I mean, it is devastating when you lose a family member that you care about so much. And it's devastating about losing a, losing a mother or a father. Or I, I lost a brother and I lost uh, two, two nephews to different diseases. And, and it's devastating. But I know that if they're believers, if, if that person is a believer, those, them, them that are, they're going on, you know, we, we pray for healing for for a lot of our family members and friends that are sick and people going through the coronavirus and whatever the case might be and we don't want to discount those those prayers those feelings but the ultimate healing of god is to go to be with him you know we 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 want the healing for our own selves of our family members and our loved ones to be with us to 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 still continue to to have relationships with them but the greatest ultimate healing we have is to go to be with the Father, because we know there, there is no, there is no tears, there's no pain, there's no sickness. It's all joy. There, my brother was a Christian. My nephews were very, very young, so I know they are with God, and they are better off up there than they would be here. 
they wouldn't be dealing with, you know, my nephews would be tw in their 20s now, in their 30s, one of them. They wouldn't be dealing with all the junk we're dealing with today. You know, the the nature of sin and, and you know, having to deal with either, you know, promiscuity or whatever the case might be of what people deal with. What what They don't deal with that. They're with God in a, in a, in a sinless nature, praising God. And they're better off for that than being where they are now or being being here with us and so i think we we kind of lose perspective of that yes it's hard i'm not discounting the the pain that we feel and the and the discomfort that it brings to lose a loved one or to lose a friend or or whatever the case please don't misunderstand i'm not i'm not yeah, you're not I'm making not, light of the loss i'm not making light of the loss but the perspective of that is they are they are way better off than i am and i'm i'm relatively doing well but they're hundred times, a thousand times, a million times better off than we are. I personally, I personally see this life that we live is a time of testing, like Israel in the desert, and they were tested by God to see whether they walk in obedience to Him and live by every bread that comes out, every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The heavens, a promised land, where God is, uh, God is supplying all our needs, and God is our God and with us. And, and guys, I see the time on the clock. It's time for us to wrap this up. I want to let, uh, let me finish this thought real quick. Go ahead. What Josh was saying. And I mean, I know I say it all the time, but it's, it's all about, you know, Romans eight twenty eight, And it says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And, you know, I understand that. I don't understand how they all work together, but I, I, and I always say Romans eight twenty nine always follows eight twenty eight. For those who he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn, uh, born among many brethren. And he is conforming us through all the trials and the tribulations we go through. That's him conforming us to his son. Let me tell you, when you start realizing that all your trials and tribulations are used to conform you. They're used as Second uh, Corinthians 1 talks about. Paul says that we, you know, um, were overcome by adversity to the point where we thought we were going to die, you know, uh, so that we would depend on God. And that's what all these things, that's what the trials and adversities bring us. They teach me to depend on God. They teach me to trust God so that I can take another small step of faith. You know, Amen. And that's, that's what these things do. And when I realize that, I'm able to, I'm able, you know, I, I used to marvel and I talked to people when, I, when Christ first took hold of me. How does Paul rejoice in his, in his trials? That's crazy. You know, and James says the same thing. That's the dumbest, I won't say it's the dumbest thing I ever heard, but how does that happen? <laughs> you know? But doesn't I mean, make sense. I, 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 it doesn't make sense, but you know, once, once I started, once God, you know, because you got to remember, I did study the Bible, so I knew I had a lot of scripture in my head at one point, but I didn't understand it. But as he began to open it up and reveal it to me, I began to understand, hey, he's conforming me to his image. And that's how I rejoice, because I know, because everything that comes through and he brings me through it, that's another step of faith. My faith is stronger. I know God's going to bring me through it. That's why I don't worry about going out. That's why I don't worry about whatever's going on because I know 
that God's got a hold of me, and I know he's strengthening my faith through all this, and he's conforming me to the image of God. And without that stuff, I, I don't grow unless I come through. It takes pressure to grow, and I don't come through it. And thanks for letting me share that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, uh, let's just say this. This is the part where we're we're, we're landing on Romans uh the very verse 16 and it says that for it's a power i'm not saying the gospel because it's the power of god for salvation for everyone who believes romans 5 8, 5 6 you see just at the right time while we were still powerless christ died for the ungodly paul equates all throughout the book of romans that salvation is the power of god manifested in the man knowing him and knowing it by the power of his Holy Spirit, which, uh, Josh, I knew the answer whenever Dave asked you a long time ago. I thought the word is satisfaction. <laughs> the word is satisfaction. You know why? Because when Christ comes into your life, he's a satisfier of your soul. We were created with eternity in our heart and a desire to know God. And that satisfaction, what is it? It's a work of the Holy Spirit bringing peace, joy, gentleness, goodness, meekness, self-control, the fruits of the Spirit. Those are not just a, a laundry list of things that Paul writes about. He's examining his life. He's seeing what the Holy Spirit has brought into his life because it satisfies him. How does it satisfy him bringing love? How does it satisfy him bringing peace? How does it satisfy him bringing joy? Your friend that you were saying about if you uh, the, the man you were counseling, when Christ becomes the satisfier of his soul, he heals him first. Mm -hmm. He conforms him into the likeness of Jesus. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of it is, uh, first of all, let the work of God be done in your life. Because see, um, and then the other part is, is as, as the Lord heals us and becomes our satisfier, then we have a message. We have a power. We have the anointing of the Lord to to bring the peace of God to people around us. But I got to tell you, not every if not every time when we have the peace of God, not everyone wants to receive that too. So, I mean, uh, you can be a godly man and lose friends because they don't want to serve God or they don't want to know the Lord and, and the different things. But Paul was talking about, as we're talking about eternity, that's the power of God. Knowing that uh, you don't have to fear death because mm -hmm. he conquered it. And you don't have to fear death because, see, going to heaven is a step up. It's not a step down. It's not the end. It is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's it's going into the promised land. That's what they sing that song years ago, Beulah Land. You know, oh, yeah. you're going in the Beulah Land. You're going to be where God, where you see him unfiltered. I don't know how to say it. That that may be a bad way, way of saying it. But uh, we have to wrap this up right now. We're glad that you joined us on this podcast. And uh, hey, just Brother Josh, it was good to have you. Brother Dave, Brody, it was good to have you guys. It's yeah. been an incredible blessing. And so, uh, and and I'm going to ask, uh, let's say, Dave, can I ask you if you could say a word of prayer for our listeners here? Because, yes, you had, you've given a word of, we've given a word of encouragement, but let's uh, bring them before the Lord. Would that, would that be okay for you, for you to close out with a word of prayer? Then, Josh, you tell us all the connections, how they can get a hold of all of us. Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to gather together in your name I, I love the opportunity to sit with men and share you to share what you've done in our lives father i pray all those people out there that are living in fear right now i pray that you would give them the spirit of your son let them know that spirit take away that spirit and let christ dwell in their heart richly 
by the power of God, by your power, so that they may know all that you've given them, all the riches that are that are beyond all our comprehension. Because when when you become our satisfaction, God, nothing, nothing can take it away. And it's so powerful, Father. Just pray that you would put the desire in people's hearts to search for you, to know you, want to know you, so that they may come in to be, they come to be children, your children. Father, <clears throat> this is a crazy time we live in, but I know that you're using it to draw people to you, to bring them to the end of themselves so that they will turn to trust in you. And I, I know that those that do believe in you are coming to depend on you more and more because we have no control. We have no control in this. We have to trust you to deliver us safely through this. Father, I just thank you for the love that you have poured out upon us, for your grace that takes us and delivers us from sin and delivers us into your kingdom. Father, I thank you for that grace that you poured out upon me, for pulling me out of that miry pit. And I thank you for what you've done for my brothers in Christ and taking them from that miry pit so that they may be your children and that we may inherit you through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Christ's name I pray, amen. May I add, Lord, that you would help us as men, men of God, not just pastors, but men of God, the men of God of this nation, of the world, Help us, Lord, to draw close to you to, in this time in which we live, to convey the love of God, to convey, to convey the gospel of Jesus Christ in such a way that open hearts would receive it. Father, help us to, to have a heart that is attuned to you, to listen to you, to be guided by you, and Lord, that others would come to know you through this time in which we're living right now. Father, I pray that you would bless us now. Bless those that are listening. Bless them and minister to them. Touch their hearts if they're dealing with loss. Father, I pray that you be their comfort. Father, if they're dealing with fear, Father, I pray that you be their comfort. If they're dealing with anxiety, Father, I pray that you would be their satisfier. Father, I pray that you administer to them right now and give them, Lord, a peace and a comfort that only comes from you. And Lord, we thank you for that. And we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm Pastor Josh, and right now I want to just give you an opportunity to invite you to listen to our podcast. Podcast is at, at mypraisefm.org, as well as firstassemblyofgodchurch.org. You can listen there. You can also listen to the radio stations on Simple Radio and also on 95 97.5 praise fm on your fm dial as well as my praise my 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 praise fm.org you can listen to that as well if you'd like to listen to the podcast there in those places as well as my uh, facebook page uh, stepping stones of faith page as well as um, my youtube channel 
Stepping Stones of Faith in the YouTube search bar can get you there. I also have a podcast at anchor.fm that'll get you to all of the major platforms in which it is covered. So until next time, I just want to leave you with, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Until next time, I'm Pastor Josh for Pastor Randy and Dave Davenport. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.